Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Tonight, I'm going to be talking to you about cultivating peace in your life. Cultivating peace in your life. To cultivate means to foster or to take care of to happen, you know. And so we're going to cultivate peace. Everybody say peace Peace. in my life. life. See, we're in a world that is full of turmoil, frustration, and a lack of peace. I think you, you'll know, you know that just by simply living here and dealing with what we have to deal with. But do you know the Bible tells us in Revelation that there's going to come a day when peace is removed from the earth? Well, what that tells us is the world has a kind of peace. You know, it, there is peace, a worldly kind of peace. And sometimes we get that mixed up with the God kind of peace. And so we're going to try to differentiate that tonight. And, you know, Jesus said it. I give you peace, but it's not like the world gives you peace. So see, that tells you there. There's a kind of peace that's in the world, but it's different from His kind of peace. And so we're going to look at that tonight. I want you to take your Bible, and I want you to turn with me to Isaiah 53. Now we see, if you walk in the Spirit... Galatians 5, 22 has told us if you walk in the Spirit, then the fruit of the Spirit is produced in your life. And God made a way for us to have peace in the middle of a storm. Now see, the Bible says that the kind of peace that God gives passes all human comprehension. The world cannot understand why a Christian can have peace in the middle of a storm and when things are going on all around us and they will even say to us, I don't know how you just don't fall apart. See, what they don't know is if we were walking uh, uh, in the flesh, we would fall apart. But because we walk in the Spirit, God holds us together and we're on a firm foundation and He holds us up and we don't fall apart. But you see, I don't know about you, but the longer I live, the more I want His peace in my life. You know, used to, I would want to strive with people if if they didn't agree with me. Used to, you know, I, I would just want to get with somebody if if they didn't see things the way or, that I did or I felt like they needed to see a little bit more than what they were seeing. You know, I might want to strive and, and maybe you can identify with that. and You might want to bicker and cause division and things like that. Well, that's not what you set out to do, but that's what the product of of your actions are. It causes those things. But you know, the older I get and the more I walk with the Lord, the more I desire this peace that passes all understanding. And even though there may be lots of things, you know, when you pastor, there's lots of things going on around you all the time. Every, you hear a lot of difficulties and challenges and problems that people are going through. And see, if you're not careful, you will let that get on you and you won't be able to walk in the peace that God has given you. You cannot help other people if you are tormented yourself. 
See, it would do no good for me as a minister of the gospel if I didn't know how to lay hold of this peace that we're talking about tonight because I would live in constant frustration and and worry and anxiety. And that is not what God wants you to do with your life. Whether you're in the ministry or you're out of the ministry, it doesn't matter. God does not want you to live with worry, frustration, anxiety, and just the cares of this world loading up your wagon. That is not the way that God wants us to live. So I desire and I crave that peace I love it when I have that peace. But you know what? I've also learned what leads me out of peace. I've learned what leads me out of peace. And I want to step back in to the peace of God. You know, the Bible says that Jesus is called our prince of what? Prince of peace. Isn't that a wonderful, wonderful description of Jesus Christ? And then the Bible says that our Heavenly Father is the God of peace. And then if you read through the New Testament, a lot of the epistles, how does it start out? Peace and love and mercy and all all these things be multiplied to you. Peace in the name of Jesus. See, I don't think that that is just happenstance. I think that God is saying, my children in a world that is in turmoil, when anxiety is all around you, when people are in fear and they're afraid, you can have my peace. Peace not just be handed to you. Peace not just be given to you, but be multiplied to you. I like a multiplication of peace in my life, don't you? God wants us to live that way. And you know, Jesus was a great example. Do you remember when he was out on the lake with his disciples and the water, you know, was rough and they woke him up? Don't you care? Don't you care, Jesus? He cared for them in that he loved them, but as far as taking worry on himself about it, no. He just got up and he said to the storm, peace, be still. Peace! Spoke peace over a storm. Well, you know what that tells me and tells you? That we can speak peace in a storm too. Peace, be still in the name of Jesus. You know, I'm telling you, when there are, um, you know, you're, you're going to hit the holiday times this year and maybe your family, maybe everybody doesn't get along. I always think that's a shame. Family time is such precious time. But sometimes there's just people you know, that that don't want to get along with others, you know, and it's just that way. Uh, We need to choose our battles, though, I'll say that. But you know what? Before you go into that Thanksgiving celebration or before you go into that Christmas celebration, how about speaking peace to that storm before you ever even get there? Impart the peace of God into a situation. Amen? Now, I told you to turn to Isaiah 53. I want us to read here. And and this is talking about Jesus' sacrifice for us at the cross. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief or sickness. And he hid as it were... And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. We didn't really know what Jesus was doing. 
Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, our sickness and diseases, our stress and distress. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. The people that looked upon Jesus just thought God was doing that to him. But you see, without Jesus taking our sickness and disease and distress upon himself, we would have to carry that. We would have to carry our sin. But Jesus bore that and the people did not, they didn't have spiritual discernment to look and see that He was doing all of that for us. He took our sin that we didn't have to carry our sin. He took our sickness and disease that we don't have to carry it. He took our distress so that we can have the peace of God. Amen? Now look at this. But He was wounded... For our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement or correction of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Now, the correction of our peace was upon him. In other words, he took all the distress, all the torment, all the worry, all the anxiety. He took it so that we could have his peace. The correction of our peace was upon him. Now, if you look at the word peace there, that word is shalom. Shalom means prosperity, whole life prosperity. That means prosperity in your spirit. You're heaven bound. You're blessed upon the earth. When you live here, you're blessed in your body. You're blessed in your mind. You're blessed in your emotions. God said, shalom, peace. The correction of your peace was taken by Jesus Christ on that cross. And so we can receive that shalom, peace, prosperity in every level of life. Spirit, soul, and body. Yet we as God's people, we live like we don't have that provision, but yet we do. See, we've got to be that walk in the Spirit, that live by the Spirit, that are motivated and controlled by the Spirit, that have a vision, that, that sees by the Spirit. Instead of seeing our circumstances, if you want your circumstances changed, then you've got to see something different with the eye of the Spirit. And if you, if you have a lack of peace, you have a lack of provision, a lack of whatever, God said shalom to you and over you. And so when we see that, it's a wonderful thing. Now when you look in the New Testament uh, and you look at peace, it's, it's the same thing really. Uh, as this shalom peace in the New Testament. But, but really, too, it denotes that it's a better way of life. Peace is a better way of life. Peace is a better way to live. Peace will keep you healthier. Peace will keep you stable emotionally instead of a roller coaster. Peace will keep you steady and anchored in your spiritual life. Peace is a powerful thing. And maybe you've never looked at it before, but tonight we're going to try to at least get into it a little bit. We probably won't. There's so much that the Bible has to say. There's no way that we can say, you know, it in a complete way, but we're going to touch as much as we can. Amen? All right. Uh, it also means welfare. 
What does welfare mean? It's a state of thriving or, you know, um, progress or well-being, if you will. Benefit. It's all those things. That's what peace is. Peace also means quietness and rest. You know, there's just sometimes you need that peace. I'll get in my car sometimes and I have, you know, I have the Bible on CD. I've got, you know, uh, my messages. I'm listening to a series in the car, somebody uh, uh, preaching. I've got my Hillsong uh, music, all of that. Okay, what am I going to listen to? And there's just sometimes just, it's just, I'm just going to be at peace here. Not that those things don't bring peace, but I just want the quietness of the time. I just want the rest at the time. I don't want to hear anything else. Maybe just allow the Holy Spirit to minister to me or to speak to me, but I don't want other things outside coming in. Now, I know lots of people probably are not that way, and so I'm not saying that's what you need to do. I'm just telling you what I do sometimes. And then other times I want to crank it up, and I want, you know, uh, a song just, you know, where I can just dance around in my car while I'm driving down the road or worship the Lord, whatever it may be, you know. So there's times like that. But the peace and quietness, that means a lot, doesn't it? Webster's talks about peace as being uh, really peaceable, being cool, composed, collected, constant, steady, a state of security, order within, freedom from uh, oppressive thoughts or emotions. Now, I like that. Freedom from oppressive thoughts and emotions. When you are at peace and you are living peaceable, you can live free of those oppressive thoughts and emotions. Some people are, are imprisoned by the thoughts that run through their head. And they just think, well, there's not really anything that I can do about it. I want to tell you, you know, the Bible tells us many ways to deal with thoughts, but I'm going to tell you the peace of Jesus can cast out those thoughts and oppressive, uh, demonic, stronghold thoughts that try to come to us and hold us. You know, somebody said, well, you know, I thought it, I must be that way. I thought it. I guess this is going to happen. No, it doesn't have to. The Bible tells us what to do with those thoughts. He said, cast those thoughts down. You know what that means? You don't accept it. You don't say, well, I guess that's the way it has to be. That's just who I am. No, you cast it. You hurl it. You throw it away from you as far as you can get it. And then you receive God's peace into your life to help stabilize you, to make you steady, to establish you, to cause you to be cool, calm, and collected, not sweating it. You know what I mean? Praise the Lord. In Romans 5.1, it says here, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Being justified or made righteous, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I can think of no greater thing than having a peace with God. I know what it's like to not have peace with God. I spent a few years of my early 
uh, teenage into my early 20s, I spent a, a good deal of time inside just there was a war going on. I didn't have peace with God. I didn't have that peace because I thought there was something else I needed to do to be born again when all I had to do is by faith accept the Lord Jesus and then I have peace through the blood of Jesus Christ. And you have peace through the blood of Jesus Christ that comes to you, that brings assurance that you belong to God. And you don't have to be tormented like I was for years. But you see, I was ignorant. My people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. I belong to the Lord. And I did not know that I could have that assurance if I did what He said, which I had, that I could have this peace. That comes through the blood of Jesus. And I can remember going to bed at night and thinking, Oh my God, if I were to die, I would go to hell. And all that was was torment. You see, I can know that I know the Lord and have that peace with God. Amen? Colossians 1.20 says, Having made peace through the blood, I just referred to that, of His cross. He made peace with man through the Father God, through Jesus Christ, giving His blood. And we can have peace in our relationship with Him. Amen? Now that might not mean a lot to you, but it means a whole lot to me. And to many people, it, it really resonates, I know, tonight. In some sense of peace because of the sins being forgiven and assurance pardoned, this peace will take you where you need to go. Because your sins are forgiven, because you've been pardoned, it brings a sense of peace. Now, I want to say this to you. What happens then when we get to that sense of peace, oh yeah, then, you know, then I got okay with that. I knew I was right with God. You know, I finally worked my way through that. And then, though, for anything else in life, you have to ask yourself, I had to ask myself, okay, I got the peace through the cross, uh, and uh, I, I received all that, the peace through the blood of Jesus, knowing that I'm going to heaven. But how about this peace for life, living life, and, you know, just going through what I go through in life? What about that? Does that mean that I check my peace at the door of salvation and that's it? No, it goes on into life. Every area of your life, you can have peace. But you see, many times Christians say, I know I'm going to heaven, so I have peace about that. But they live with worry, fear, torment, anxiety the rest of their life until they go to heaven. Well, see, God said, I've got shalom, peace for you. Spirit, soul, body, your emotions, your... Your very being, your mind, I've got peace for you. There are people today that, that are in the sane asylums. They're there because they're tormented and they couldn't get peace. And all the time God says, my peace I give to you. It's not, you don't have to earn it, I give it to you. Not only that, I've left it here for you. I've gone to heaven, I've sent the Holy Spirit, and I've left peace for you. And so what do we have to do? 
We have to receive that peace. And it's just like anything else that we receive from God. When I finally realized that I could have peace about going to heaven, do you know how I got it? I had to receive the scripture and what the Bible said. It's no different in this area of your life. You got to receive what the scripture says. Amen. So we can ask ourselves, is our life marked with fretfulness, anxiety, and worry? And then if, if we answer that truthfully and we come back with, yes, it is marked with those things, then this message tonight can really be of great benefit for you. And you can leave this place not the same as when you came in. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora. Pastor Nora.